Hi, Monica Melpass coming up on Inside Story. Wolf versus Wagner, two millionaire businessmen from York County in the final stretches of the Pennsylvania governor's race. Let's get the Inside Story. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Inside Story. Let's meet our insiders today. They are Charmaine Matlock-Turner, nonprofit executive. Good morning. Good Welcome morning, to you. Monica. Brian Tierney, marketing executive. Always great to have you with us, Brian. Good to be here. Larry Platt, journalist. Good morning, Good sir. Morning. Great to see you. And Sam Katz, filmmaker. A pleasure as always. Thank nice you for be being here. here. November 6th, looming large. And of course, we have a lot going on with the governor's race, but some people say the polls are beginning to shift a bit. Let's talk about a number of things from property taxes, education, biting opioids, Medicaid. We've had a couple of debates. One of them, though, interesting with Jeopardy's Alex Trebek as the host or uh, <laughs> moderator and also we've had some local events where both men came including yeah. one with some fourth and fifth graders or rather fifth and sixth graders asking questions about education so we're going to talk about what came out of all of that you laughed what's your impression so far well it's a shame Monty Hall died last year or else <laughs> oh, he would have been a great Alex Tre Alex Trebek I think shows that you know what he did he was able to unify Pennsylvanians Republicans and Democrats all thought he did a horrible job be talking about himself I mean mm -hmm. for over Right. Forty percent of the time was him giving his opinions. Um, so I think what we learned mostly is that Alex Trebek should not be hosting uh, mo moderating debates. He should be doing uh, game shows. And unfortunately for Wagner, he didn't have a chance to really get his message out there because this was the one debate. It was statewide and uh, he hardly had any time to talk. Because the governor has chosen not to do the traditional three mm -hmm. debates. And, and shame on him for that. I think democracy calls for uh, uh, robust debate and this was not a debate uh, because of Alex Trebek's looming personality uh, and also uh, shame on Wagner for not using that opportunity to challenge the governor to another debate mm -hmm. and, and putting him on the spot and I, I think we all suffer from the fact that this this election is not it, we're not discussing the issues. So let's take through a few of the things let's start with education both men have very different ideas about it obviously people all want better education it's a matter of paying for it though Charmaine. Right it's always a question of, of who's going to pay for it and I think one of the conversations that is always in the rub is I think I can find more money if I can be more efficient. Um, I think in the end we know that the real question here is that we use property taxes to support education in the state. People are unhappy about using property taxes. They don't think it's necessarily fair. Scott and they Wagner believe that even the said state he would eliminate property taxes and that there's quote unbelievable corruption in Philadelphia specifically he says. Well we hear that as well but I don't have any evidence of that. I think in the end you've got to make a decision finally whether or not you're going to uh, increase income taxes or whether or not you're going to create other increase other taxes in order to ultimately pay for education at the state level and as long as that doesn't happen you're going to have these debates but you're not going to have a solution. Is property tax tying it to that the answer or untying it from education? The problem if you look at the state is that the 253 members of the General Assembly in the House and the Senate the majority of them represent districts that are not favorable to any tax. Pennsylvania hasn't had any tax increases of any significance I think in decades and the idea for Philadelphia is, of course, let's raise those taxes so we can spend more money on education and blame one of the parties, in this case the Republicans, for failing to do that when, in fact, you get primaried in both parties if you vote for things that help Philadelphia. This is the political reality that Philadelphia has dealt with for over four decades. And the problem, from my point of view, is that every successive generation that suffers from a lack of investment of edu in education suffers because it's better politics in Philadelphia to blame Harrisburg than it is to take care of the problem at home. 
And I feel very strongly about this. I think the amount of money that we're spending on pension fund liabilities, were we to figure out a solution to that problem, which I think we have kicked that can down, down the, the road, road right. there would be money for Philadelphia public schools if we could address that. And I, we can talk about that another time. Uh, Tom Wolf has uh, added more to Medicaid, and he said expanded it. We do have a very large elderly population in Pennsylvania. That's one of his favorite uh, accomplishments, he says. Do you think that's going to be enough to push him over? The polls look like they're leaning his way, but we're three weeks out. I think I think uh, that that will definitely help him as it helps uh, any Democrat running for for uh, re-election. Um, but the but but I want to go back to something Sam said. It, it, it's only in the about taxes because it's only in the last couple of decades that paying your taxes became a political issue. My, uh, my, my dad was a veteran of uh, Korea and and World War II, and on his deathbed he said. I don't know when paying your taxes became a political issue. When I was growing up, when we built the greatest economy in the history of the world, uh, it's just something you did because you were part of a community. And I think this issue is about the fraying of community. We're not all in this together I anymore. I think, though, too, people, when it comes to education particularly, they see their tax bill, they see where it's going, they see it going up every year, even though the value of their house hasn't gone up, and they feel like, and then they, frankly, they look at, some of the issues tied to teachers' unions, pensions, school boards yeah. that are unresponsive, that are building these Taj Mahal kinds of buildings in certain suburban areas like Lower Marion. It's like, guys, like pretend you're paying the bill rather than just raiding Someone. our bank. Yeah, I right. mean, and, and there's just a fundamental lack of courage and <clears throat> honesty about we got to fix the pension. We have, we have enough money in, in most of these towns to educate our, our, our children. Let's see if you were a real... If you're looking at this de novo, starting fresh, how would you allocate the money? And you wouldn't allocate it the way we're allocating it now. Mm. And I would say, the, uh, I mean, we certainly have a lot of differences, but I think the one thing that we do have the same is that everyone believes that there needs to be more money for education, whether we can find it through some other kinds of means. But I don't think that anybody believes that we shouldn't be doing Cutting the best it. that no. we can to educate uh, our children so that they're well prepared for careers and opportunities to really sort of lead our region uh, going forward. There's an, to there's an eleven to twelve thousand dollar difference per, yes. cap per child in what we spend versus what Lower Marion spends. To mm -hmm. go to and Ryan's that gets to point. the inequity of property taxes, and, right? right. And property taxes mean that you're going to have you have a tax base, exactly. And and if money doesn't matter, well, then why is Lower Marion spending? so much to educate right. their kids. Because, you know what, because they're insulated, because most people don't vote for their school board, because there's, a, there's a, a calcification, if you will. Lower Marion has taxes that are this high. Their results are actually not as good as some other townships throughout the state, but they're spending this much. And the arrogance of now, you know, I mean, most recently had it about this, the Haas property that was going to be a private, then we're going to take it over, we're going to put it in play. I mean, it's just arrogant. Right, but the money does make a difference. And whether There's it should be 20000 a student um, or whether it should be 15000 a student, I think we can figure that out. We know what the expenses are. In the end, you're not going to be able to educate kids if you don't put the money there. I think that's and, right. And if we ha we're going to have to ultimately figure out how to... Um, uh, divorce this from property taxes and get back to a more general tax at the state level, which Governor Wolf advocated for right, in his first term. I, I, I think you're right, but it's not just about the money. I mean, Camden, up until recently, was spending 27000 per pupil, and the results up until recently were, were horrid. So there, that goes to your point, Brian, about like finding efficiencies within the system. And we can find them just real quickly. The Catholic schools in, in this entire region 
Uh, many of them are supported by non-Catholics. Many of the schools have 95% non-Catholics, are educating the kids well with a lot less resources. So it can be it done. It can be done. All right. The problem is that this conversation has been so much more serious than the governor's conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. What right. we need, what we yes. need right today is Alex Trebek. We need to <laughs> right now. Don't to get say this that. Right. Yeah. All right. Meantime, Scott Wagner is a Republican and Trump uh, supporter. He yeah. actually was a delegate for Trump. Trump has been in the state multiple times campaigning for that campaign, among many others, including the Mike Kelly Don uh, Ron DiNacci mm-hmm. race and uh, Lou Barletta versus Senator Bob Casey. So uh, again, is the Trump effect going to help or hurt? Some people say it's uh, you want to distance yourself from him. Others say you want to grab those coattails and hang on. I think it's helping in certain parts of the state, but the fact of the matter is, it does come down to who the candidate is. And I think for Wagner, what he's finding is his approach, which was to be rude and angry to everybody. Now, when it comes to the to the election, he's turning around to some of those people that he that feel like he treated them very poorly in the Republican Party. And they're like, you know what? Good luck. See you later, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. And along those lines, he just sent out a letter to his uh, list blaming establishment Republicans for abandoning him. Yeah. So, so he's... Oh, what turn- a shock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since he abandoned them from the first day he got exactly. in. So yeah. in the senator's race, help or hurt, is the Trump effect going to cause a blue wave in this state? I think we're headed for, for a blue wave. Uh, uh, I think the, the, the... Now, it might not be in some of those uh, uh, Midwestern Senate, Senate seats, uh, likely because of the Kavanaugh effect. But otherwise, I think we're headed for a pretty big... And, and in the third at- district race, the judges race? Well, well, if you actually you look at the uh, Rothfuss um, uh, right, the, the guy who, who won, Connor Lamb, who oh, won yeah. so yeah. surprisingly yeah. in that special election, is now over 14 points up on Rothfuss in a Western Pennsylvania red district. And I think you're going to see, I think it's 13 to 5 Republicans to Democrats in the congressional delegation. Mm-hmm. That's, going to, that's going to even out. I think the Democrats will pick up at least five and could pick up seven seats because mm-hmm. of what's happening as a matter of the Trump impact on the election. Okay, and we do have eight women who are running, okay, for congressional seats uh, in Pennsylvania. And I think it's important to remember that they have a special, I think, designation because there are no women at all in the congressional delegation uh, in the state of Pennsylvania. And I think that energy coming from women, being able to support women candidates is going to also be very powerful. And we're one of only 11, I mean, I, I think 11 states have no women. 39 states have at least one woman in Congress, and we're unfortunately in the group of the 11. None. And, yes, and one yes. of those women uh, is really a superstar to, in training to watch, Chrissy Houlihan, who is, yeah. is, I think, could, could be president someday. Wow. Let's go across the river to New that's Jersey a, where there's an equally one. big... That's, <laughs> that's what? I'm sorry? Yeah, that's a big prediction. Yeah, yeah. that is. Yeah. All right, ahead of that 2048 presidential election. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> Senator Bob Menendez versus Bob Hugan. Big race there as well and a lot of vitriol on both sides. The polls are fairly tight here the last time I checked and it looks like uh, there's going to be some more mudslinging for the next three weeks. What do you I, make of I, it? I think if you look at the polls, there's still a Menendez four to five point advantage mm-hmm. and I think that whatever... Whatever excitement is uh, generated by the Kavanaugh nomination or the or the the response to it in New Jersey, I think plays to the Democrats. And do you think there's going to be any impact between the two men as it gets a little angrier and more bitter? I think it's going to all it's all going to be about turnout. I mean, you know, those of us who have worked on election day and knocked on doors always say polls do not vote, people do. And so I think in the end, it's going to be okay if you look at some of the urban areas where people are questioning what's going to sort of drive turnout when you don't have um, mayors or local issues. 
on the ballot, is that going to be an issue? So I, I, I wouldn't sort of like sit back if I were a Democrat completely relaxed, but certainly the trend in New Jersey should be that Menendez uh, should win. I, I think the thing of that Menendez that's interesting is the relative lack of support in the Hispanic community compared to what you would expect. Right. And I think for Menendez, whatever Trump fervor might be created in a state like New Jersey, the embarrassment of somebody who has an ethical cloud over his head, I think really does dampen his support. And we're talking the about Trump the president, right? No, I'm, talking, no, I'm talking about the guy, no, oh, talking okay, the guy, right, about the guy who got the free trips uh, right. oh, okay, and the plane okay. with the doctor okay. and he was helping and out and all no that stuff. Return. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that guy. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Give me a little jab there. Good try. But no, Ethics on every side. All right. Now let's come back to Pennsylvania in the congressional race. Uh, Tom MacArthur, the incumbent of four years versus Andy Kim. Again, this one's razor tight. Uh, MacArthur's not denying that he has ties to the Republican president. Well, you said that there's an ethical cloud over the president. I'd say it would more be in, inculcated in his DNA. Um, th this, this election, I think, will ultimately come down to one thing, and I think all elections until the presidential will be about Donald Trump. Because at the end of the day, Donald Trump is going to make them about Donald Trump. It's just like watching him yesterday, or excuse me, uh, Thursday with Kanye West. <laughs> Uh, freak show. I, 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 I'm thinking to myself, who in the White House communications office thought, hey, this is a good idea? Probably no one. I bet it was the president himself. Probably no one. Going into Western Pennsylvania up to Erie on uh, Wednesday night as, uh, the coast or, as the coast of Florida is being destroyed to talk about himself. He, he, listen, you got to give the guy credit for being Kanye a brilliant West. politician. Right. I'm talking about Mr. President. Uh, <laughs> I felt sorry for Kim Kardashian, actually, when I, when I saw him and I thought, man, that's got to be a tough That must be, be a great dinner table conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Meantime, back here, the feds have tapped the phones of a very powerful New Jersey Democrat, George Norcross. A couple of people are saying there are different reasons why, perhaps. Perhaps it's because uh, tax incentives, millions of dollars, his company might have benefited because of the Governor Christie uh, administration back in 2013. No charges filed, by the way, and Norcross's attorney says he is not under investigation. Others are saying it's because he has uh, such powerful tentacles in all directions. What do you make of it? Well, really, it, it turns out that, that this had to do with the in investigation and John Doherty. Um, and this was two years ago, and I'm not, I'm, it, I am not someone who carries water for John Doherty, but I am concerned. You guys remember Raymond Donovan was the uh, Reagan Secretary of mm -hmm. Labor, I think, yes. and was up on charges. And when he was New acquitted, guy, right, right. he said, "He said, who do I go see to get my reputation back?" I'm concerned about these two-year-long investigations that that continue to cloud people. Uh, this is bigger than John Doherty, I think. The and, labor and, leader, and, yeah, yeah, yes. Philadelphia, yes. of course. Too, right? I'm no what, apologist what? for John Doherty either, as Brian. <laughs> May recall, may remember. <laughs> uh, but it has been going on for a long time, and he's and he's had this cloud over him, and uh, others. And it is time for the federal government, I think, to if they have a case against them. Although file. it took ten years with the shock of a tie, yeah, right. So it Certainly. may take a while. When I first got out of college, I worked for the Republican National Committee, and I was sent to New Jersey. And the joke there was, when you meet with certain people, you're going to find they all jingle their keys in their pocket because they may be being taped. So I, I think a guy like George Norcross, who's a pro has been around this process and has been smart enough that, you know, he's a, a sophisticated politician, businessman, and I would be very surprised if there's a problem for George Norcross. When, when, uh, when uh, uh, Fatah went away, as they say, uh, I had a lobbyist tell me that anytime he's in a room with a, with a Philadelphia politician now, he hugs him to feel the back. Oh, gee, <laughs> to feel for wires. Oh, my. We're going to take a break. Inside Story continues right after this. Stick around.
Welcome back to Inside Stories. The tale of two transportation systems, one in Philadelphia, one in New Jersey, and stark contrast all around. In Philadelphia, there is a new transportation plan called Connect. It's going to do a number of things, give out free transit passes to college kids, eliminate the transfer fees, initiate new parking fees, uh, make contributions to SEPTA increased, etc. Sam, what do you think uh, is the outcome in the long run? A good plan? Well, I think it is a good start. I think it's misleading to say that it will provide subsidies to students. What it did was ask the university Pennsylvania, right, right. Drexel, and Temple yeah. to provide to subsidies it, to students right. and the corporations. But uh, the most glaring thing about this to me was that Philadelphia's current contributions to SEPTA represents 11% of its budget. City of New York, 60%. When you go around the country and look at the extent to which municipal government is supporting and, and under, undergirding financially the operations of mass transit, Philadelphia is way behind. On the other hand, the long-term thinking about bikes, not one of my favorite things in Center City, uh, parking. Uh, the city's transportation right now is really a problem in terms of getting in and out of Center City, which I don't think is helping the business climate down there. It is the much. number one complaint of people even above every other aspect of city life, it the, seems. The, the biggest complaint of city residents above crime right? and jobs is the, the state of our streets, the potholes. And it goes back to something Sam said earlier. Currently, the city budget, 16% of the city budget is taken up with funding the, uh, the pension uh, unf unfunded mandate. And that is going to continue to be a drain on infrastructure and education. But, but in contrast, should, I'm sorry, Charmaine. Yeah, I was going to say, but I don't think we should take away from the fact that the city is willing to put together a plan and bring That's all right. of these agencies together and bring in people that the city has no control over to say, would you buy in to this? I mean, I just came back from Seattle. Believe me, other cities around the country and probably including new, uh, new, the state of New Jersey would love to at least have the infrastructure the framework, that right? we have and then have a framework on top of it for the future. All right, speaking of New Jersey, they have an audit report just released, and it's shocking at the very least, 166-page audit showing that the agency borrowed money, as it has for years, from the new train and bus fund just to pay the light bill, so there will be no uh, money or very little for new trains and buses, and they need to be replaced after 40 years. No capital plan to do that, a replacement. No strategic plan for a $2 billion agency with 11,000 employees, and Governor Phil Murphy just trying to figure it out. And yeah, and, and it goes back to also, we talked earlier about the schools issue. And this, I mean, there's plenty of money, but it's such poorly, it's so poorly managed. I mean, you have a situation, we have all these vacancies, all in terms of key engineers over in New Jersey. You have safety issues, you have communications issues, you have all these things. But who's running it? I mean, it, 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 and this just goes on and goes on. And if you give us a couple extra bucks and raise your taxes, we'll get it fixed in 10 years from now. When I heard SEPTA has a seven-year plan, frankly, I didn't feel like, boy, that's going to be great. Your first reaction is, okay, eight years from now, we're going to be hearing the seven-year plan didn't work out because of A, B, and C, but that we have a new five-year plan that's going to finally fix the problems. Mm. It's, it, you I don't know. If you look at the trains in New Jersey and look at the SEPTA trains that you get on, Nine I think day. that you'll be going... Thank you, SEPTA. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, really, uh, we have a system that is not perfect, but it's only when you get a chance to compare it to some of the other strategies. I was around when the debate, when we went from PTC to SEPTA, and people said, a regional system will never work. Philadelphia will that be cut out. was the 1830s, out. wasn't it? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia will be cut out of this whole um, process, and it hasn't happened. No. It, we created a regional authority, and I still think that we're looking at this regionally, and that has helped make our transportation system better than what we see uh, in the state of New Meantime, Jersey. Meantime, last word on New Jersey. How do you stop 
pulling from one fund that would be a capital campaign just to pay your operating costs. How do you cut that pattern out? Uh, the late Jeremy Nowak used to have a great line, which was that, that implementation is policy. So you can have all the great plans in the world, but if you can't manage a bureaucracy and if you don't make the tough choices, you're going you're gonna to just be repeating the same inefficient mistakes. All right, let's move on and talk about marijuana decriminalization in Pennsylvania, a new bill that would downgrade possession of 30 grams of uh, pot cannabis so that it is just a summary offense. And there is talk, at least in Pennsylvania House Judiciary Committee, of a $300 fine instead of 500 and not having your driver's license suspended. So it would just be a small offense. It actually has reduced by 75% marijuana arrest in Philadelphia alone so far. Good idea, bad idea? I think it's a good idea. I mean, look, if you look at the numbers, who are the people who are being arrested? Not those wonderful people in Lower Marion that are hanging out uh, having uh, a marijuana cigarette. It is uh, kids of color, young people of color in cities. We need to ultimately move away from this whole issue of criminalizing uh, marijuana and and ultimately get to a place where uh, we're saying, look, this enough is enough. I, I, I think the idea of decriminalization, certain amounts, that, that certainly because these that shouldn't be clogging up the courts. There's no doubt about it. I do worry though, and again, not to sound like old, too old school, but you know, this idea of marijuana tea and marijuana this. I mean, if, 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 if all of these different products and the usages of it. It's, it's concerning as, as a parent and now as a grandparent. Because I, it's a gateway drug, allegedly, well, and it, it just, can lead you, to more heroin. I, more. Well, it's just, yes, yeah, so, and it's also not even good just to be kind of eating pot all the time and being stoned. You <laughs> well, know what right, I mean? It's, it's, right, it's, good, right, it's, like, it's uh, not good drinking all the time yeah. and being stoned. I mean, again, having come back from the GPLEX conference or a conference where Philadelphia leaders went to Seattle, I think one of the things that we get a chance now is to see over time what's happened in other places. And we ask those same questions. What's happening with young people? Are you seeing more young we'll people have to leave it using that. marijuana? And the answer was no. All right. Inside Story continues right after this. Stick around. ABC's Inside Story is presented by Temple University. Time for Stories of the Week. Let's start with Larry. Monica, the Philadelphia Citizen and Drexel University are hosting the first uh, Ideas We Should Steal Festival, November 30th, and we're bringing in innovators from across the country to uh, p big names like John Hickenlooper from Colorado, Michael Eric Dyson, Chris Hughes, the co-founder of Facebook, and a young woman who's using bicycles and storytelling to take on gentrification in Detroit. ThePhiladelphiaCitizen.org Philadelphia for tickets. All right, Sam. Historyofphilly.com is going to shortly release a new film called Sisters in Freedom about the story of Lucretia Mott and Sarah Maps Douglas and the, and the women of Philadelphia in a generation where women had no, no voice, whose voices rose loud and clear in, in, in opposition to slavery. It's really one of our best. I love it. All right, Charmaine. Well, we had a chance to have some women come together uh, with Frances Wolfe this week, sponsored by PICO, which has been listed by Forbes magazine as a great place for women to work, to talk about pay equity. And I know that as a part of the women's conference that's here, that was here on Friday, uh, that's a big topic. And so I really appreciate the fact that the First Lady of Pennsylvania is paying attention to that issue too. And congrats to PICO. All right, Brian. About 25 years ago, I got a call and I picked up a new client named Jerry Lenfest, who had ah. this cable company. Very simple life, very uh, just a wonderful guy. He became a friend, he and his wife Marguerite. This week, he'll be honored Wednesday at the Academy of Music 
a life well spent and you know whether it be in journalism or the American Revolution he made seven billion dollars took care of his kids and he and his wife have given the rest of it away mm, so admirable yeah. thank you all for being here that's inside story for this week thanks so much to you for watching we hope you have a wonderful week ahead and thanks to all of our insiders for their time we'll see you right back here next Sunday morning